Welcome to DentonRadio.com, powered in part by Classic of Denton. The views and opinions of the show hosts and artists are those of the show hosts and artists, and not necessarily those of the sponsors, DentonRadio.com, or Discover Denton. For more information, visit the Policies and Procedures page at DentonRadio.com. Hello, Denton, and welcome to the Denton Insider, formerly the Chamber Coffee Grind. We are here to educate, to advocate, educate, and collaborate on behalf of the Denton business community. My name is Randy Skinner, and I am one of your hosts. I serve on the Denton Chamber Board of Directors and run my own marketing agency, RS Consulting. And with me today is your other Denton Insider host, Heather Gregory. Hi, um, I'm Heather. I am the Executive Director at Stoke, which is Denton's co-working space. Um, we're a program of the Economic Development Department, so um, we are an example of your tax dollars hard at work to serve the entrepreneurs and startup community. Um, yeah, and we're also, we're a, me a member of the chamber and we're really excited. I'm excited to be here with you today, Randy. Yes. So this is our first official episode of the Denton Insider. So welcome Denton. We are super excited to continue to bring you all of the hot takes and updates on all things Denton businesses. So first of all, um, I think we're going to move into our chamber scoop topic so as part of the denton insider of course we want to bring you all of the hot takes and insights when it comes to denton chamber and beyond so your chamber scoop for today are y'all ready get out your calendar get out your phone and save this date so august 19th at 8 30 a.m the Wake Up Wednesday segment, a virtual AM mixer, is going to have guest Ruben Perez, and he is the Director of Sales and Services for Discover Denton. So if you've been wondering what's been going on in our CVB and our Discover Denton efforts, then Ruben is going to give you all of the updates on the tourism industry and where Denton fits into that. So again, August 18th, 8.30 AM, it's your virtual AM mixer, Wake Up Wednesday. So you can go over to denton-chamber.org and get all of the updates, register for the event, and be sure to show up there virtually on the 19th. So that is your chamber scoop for this morning. That'll be a cool event, I think. To, to, I don't know. I feel like everybody has such important updates that they're putting out, how things are changing, and um, yeah, what's coming up this fall. It'll be interesting to hear. I know, and it's also the thought of tourism in the midst of kind of everything mm -hmm. going on is is definitely not at at the you know on the top of our minds. So it'll be really interesting to see how they've pivoted and and just what what's happening in Denton because that's such a huge part of of who we are with all of our events and our concerts mm -hmm. and conferences. And so it'll be really exciting to learn more about what that team has been doing because you know they've been working hard to pivot. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool. So we are going to um, just dive right into our interview. Um, today, our guest is Dr. Jamie Wilson, who is the superintendent at Denton ISD. He has been the superintendent there since 2012. Is that right? That um, so kind of going on a decade. And it is, you know, really interesting time for schools, as we know. Um, 
So yeah, we're really grateful to have you here um, joining us for our first episode um, and can't wait to hear kind of what your plans are um, for the school year. So Heather, thank you. And, and Randy, thank you for having me in, into the chamber. We're such great partners because we, uh, we really need one another uh, to, to make this community be all that it can be and, and to, to um, make sure we're getting good graduates that are employable and we can bring in businesses that want to hire our graduates. And then, of course, Heather, you get an opportunity to work with some of them as they come and, and work in their entrepreneurial skills um, with you in, in your, in your uh, location at Stoke. So it's just a, a great opportunity for me to be here today. And, and you talked a little bit about it earlier um, so yeah, I'm about to start my ninth year as superintendent and my 16th year in Denton. So um, most, some of you probably know this, but um, I received all, all three of my degrees from University of North Texas, bachelor's, master's, and doctorate. Um, <laughs> and then my superintendent certificate from Texas Woman's University. And um, then of course, my youngest daughter and wife both graduated from Denton High School. So I, I tell people all the time, if there's, a, if there's an educational classroom or building in this community. I have probably been in there at one time or another <laughs> as, a, as a student or a superintendent or a dad or um, even a husband at, at reunions and whatnot. So um, this is definitely home for us and, and it's an amazing place and, and it's just a, um, a, a great lifestyle all the way around. So um, I'm happy to be here and, and, uh, and be with you this, this morning for sure. Well, and I think the fact that you and your family have been a part of Denton for 16 years really just gives confidence in knowing that you are thinking about Denton and you know Denton. And, you know, we like to do things a little bit differently. So I imagine as you're planning for everything happening with DISD, you know, thinking about what's best for our Denton families and those Denton students and, and the, the whole community, I have a feeling that that 16 years probably has to give you a little bit of a leg up. At least, at least I'm going to move. I'm going to go with that thought anyway. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you, how, how has this been working behind the scenes? Like, I feel like that's one of the questions that's been on a lot of our minds is we know y'all are busy. We know you're not sleeping. So what right. are you doing? <laughs> so, so Randy, it, it's, it's crazy to think about it, but if we go back to March 6th, um, all of our worlds were turned upside down, right? All of our workplaces were turned upside down. Um, our, our learning environments were turned upside down. And, um, and our, our community was, it, it was just, you know, shocking is probably an understatement of where we were, you know, as we worked through it. And, you know, oh, the days to, to think about um, 15 days to flatten the curve, right? We were all of the mindset that we can do anything for 15 days. And, and we were working in that. And, 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 you know, over the weekend, our teachers pivoted and shifted and our parents, you know, had to pivot and shift. And um, I mean, it, you go from all of us here in Denton having this incredible togetherness lifestyle of um, doing things outside and, 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 you know, all the festivals that we have and the music and the food and, the, um, you know, the tourism pieces are part of it because people come and experience it from the outside. Well, we experience it every day when we go to the square for lunch or visit our our local establishments, um, you know, on the weekends or, or whatever. So, you know, all of that came to a screeching halt and it was just you know, I'm very surreal as to what's next. And um, in the spring, you know, we really had a different focus because it was about keeping kids heads in the game, trying to keep people calm and know that we would get to the end of this as we work through it. Um, we were 75% through the school year um, anyway. 
Um, the biggest the biggest issues we had were, were things like, you know, of course, the end of the year testing and then credits and things for seniors and then graduation. And um, we really worked hard on graduation to, to have an incredible event for our seniors and their families and worked with our local our local county officials and health officials to to put together an incredible experience for, um, you know, 39 high schools in Denton County. Um, at the Texas Motor Speedway and, and really have a good send-off for the class of, of 2020. And, and that was really um, the first, okay, what are we going to do that's, that's different, right, and innovative and creative, and how are we going to make this work? And um, our team, basically, we were able to, to put that together in less than two weeks, and we didn't, see the, um, we didn't get to see the facility until the Friday before graduation started on that Monday. So if, if you think about this for a second, you, you have over 600 seniors that you haven't seen since March the 6th. You have new safety guidelines and protocol. You haven't seen your teachers. You, you I mean, you, it's just all the first time you see them when they get out of their car to come to graduation exercise. Yeah. So it was our first dip our toe into um, what will the fall start to look like with regard to processes and procedures. And our team was masterful. Our kids were even better. Um, our parents were even better, and, and, and I can't even begin to tell you the number of emails I've received um, asking, well, can we do that at Texas Motor Speedway again? We really liked it. They, they liked wearing shorts and T-shirts and watching, <laughs> watching graduation on Big Hoss Jumbotron, right, from the infield. Um, and so I said, um, I don't think I'm the person you have to convince that, but the team <laughs> of 60-plus people that were working and putting that together, eh, they may have something to say about some of that, but... Um, I think that was, that's kind of where this whole thing started. So, um, you know, if you think about it, we, we were all hopeful that as the summer progressed, that, that the cases would, would begin to subside a little bit and, um, and we'd be able to get back to school as we, all of us remember, right? And, and um, all the different things that go with that, the excitement of kindergarten for the first time, you know, rising ninth graders, the senior class, this is finally your time, you've arrived. And, uh, um, or at least you think you've arrived, right? And, <laughs> and uh, um, so we, we were all working through that, and that was, that was everybody's hope and, and, and desire. And um, we were just making contingency plan after contingency plan after contingency plan. Um, and, and sometimes it felt like our ideas, we were just kind of spiraling around the drain, right, about just keep going and going, and they just keep coming and, and, um, and, and begin thinking about the fall semester. So um, there's definitely been a lot of conversation about the fall and what that looks like. And just to kind of give you a, a, an idea, um, we, we saw that the cases were, were moving back up and we had scheduled just to kind of, you know, backtrack a little bit. We had scheduled graduation to be at CH Collins the last week of June. Um, and we'd already moved it out thinking the summer's going to get here. The COVID case, COVID cases are going to decrease. The summer's going to heat this virus up and it's not going to be here. We won't have to worry about that again to the fall. Everybody remember that narrative. And, um, so that's where we were. And we started talking to our health officials and, and Dr. Matt Richardson has just been incredible. And he, we were laying out our plans for graduation and it was all the Denton County schools. So we were going to host it at CH Collins and all the Denton County schools were going to come. Um, everybody north of the lake, Lake Dallas, Aubrey, Pilot Point, all of them. And um, he said, you know, guys, um, you, you can surely do it the last week of June, and we'll do everything we can to help you physically distance your families and physically distance your kids, but I think we're going to have a spike the last, the third and fourth week of June. 
you would be better served to get this done the third and fourth week of May. And so that's when we pivoted, moved to Texas Motor Speedway, and made that happen, you know, May 20th and 21st. So um, if you think about that, and he was spot on, right? I mean, he, he was spot on the third and fourth week of June were just incredibly high numbers. Um, you know, Memorial Day came in and everybody had been, you know, all cooped up for that whole time. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, everybody got out thinking they were okay. And then we had increasing numbers. Then you get to 4th of July and the numbers aren't going down and you have 4th of July coming and then they start going up again. So the first thing we did was we got with our board of trustees and said, you know, we don't need to be caught keeping kids' heads in the game this fall like we were in the spring, right, when everybody was having a shift. So we got together and said our teachers are really going to need some time to um, prepare for remote learning, learn health and safety protocol, um, what's it going to look like in our schools, what's going to look like in our classrooms, and connect with our families. So our board of trustees, we, we called a special board meeting in July the 9th, and we pushed our start date back for students until the 26th of August. And that was purely, well, a couple of things. One was to help our teachers get time to, to prepare mm -hmm. um, remotely and for health and safety. Um, and also maybe to see if some of the cases would decrease and we would have a little time because we were scheduled to start school August the 12th. So we delayed the start to the 26th. Um, shortly after we did that, we had two record weeks of cases and positivity rates. And our local Denton County health officials made a recommendation that we not have any in-person learning happen until September the 8th. So now here we are thinking about, okay, we've already got all our training going for teachers. We're already working through that from a remote perspective in case we have to. Um, and now here we are, we have to for at least the first eight days, or we could delay our school start date even more so to the Tuesday after Labor Day, which pushes the end date in June of 21. Um, and, and then you start infringing upon next summer, right? The longer you wait to start this time, and then we get into summer travel plans, we get into other things that, that are not good for the tourism industry, right? And things that that, that we think are important for families to do and, and people to be together. So um, we, we followed the recommendation and we're ready to, ready to go August the 26th with remote learning for everyone, uh, pre-kindergarten pre through 12th grade. It is eight school days um, until September the 8th when we can offer in-person instruction. And um, as we continue to, to look at that and see what that looks like, um, it's all going to be contingent upon how many of our families choose to learn remotely for the semester, right? For the grading period. So we are, we are really working to, um, we've already developed really good, robust, high quality online learning. Um, everyone's going to be starting the year that way, but we, we really are trying to encourage any of our families who can learn at home, who have the connectivity, who have devices and who have structure, right? Structure is probably more important than the other two because without structure, it doesn't matter if you have the other two. Um, to, to learn at home so that the kids that are at school are the ones that don't have any other place to be or don't have the resources to be able to, um, to learn away from school. So the more people we have elect or choose um, the connected learning platform, then, then the less people we have to physically distance in our schools.
right? Mm -hmm. And the interesting part is um, we can't ask parents to commit, right, to connected learning and say, I want to learn online for the at least the grading period until two weeks before school starts. So that's August the 12th. That's coming up this coming Wednesday. So there's a scoop for you, right? August the 12th deadline, you know, get your connected learning forms in. Um, but that in and of itself provides opportunities for us because if we don't know till two weeks before school starts, who wants to have online learning, then we can't communicate to families what in-person learning is going to look like, right? Because we don't know how many children are going to be there. And so it's, there's just a lot of balls in the air. And I, I tell people here all the time that we've got a lot of plates spinning and we have to touch every one of them before one falls off. And, and that's, a, that's really what we're doing. So um, we have plans, you know, A through Z based upon the number of students um, who will be learning at school. And um, everything from, of course, the most restrictive environment, of course, is learning at home, right? That's probably the safest from a COVID-19 perspective. Mm -hmm. It might not be the safest from a, a neglect, an abuse, a nutrition perspective, right? I mean, there are other issues um, that our that families and, and students, you know, have. So from a virus perspective, that's probably the, the safest, right? You're in your home, you're with your family, you're, you've been with them the whole time. Um, the next thing is, what do you, how do you do that at school to, to keep that as a small group as possible? So um, we're taking some lessons from the bubble, the MBA bubble, right? They're, they've got people in small groups, you can't. So we're thinking about things like um, kids come and we've got them in groups of 10 or 12 in a classroom. And that's who they learn with all day, every day. We move the teacher in and out as opposed to the kids moving classes. Um, or even um, we're, we've got everything ready for remote learning and they would be learning remotely at home if they had structure. So we can provide them that structure at school and they just learn with the remote platform while in our buildings with our connectivity and our devices. So, you know, you type at home, next thing, bubble or pot at school. Um, next thing um, is what we call a hybrid model where you have half of the kids who want in person there one day and the other half there the next. Um, and then, you know, you begin to begin to work that, work it down that way to all the way full fledged, just like how we wanted it to happen before. That's the schedule perspective, right? So, that's just four or five options from a schedule perspective. Um, separate and apart from that, we are really focusing on the big four, right? I mean, wear your, wear your face covering, um, make sure that you physically distance. We're, we're starting to try to shift the word to physical distance from social distance because people need to socially connect, right? Even if they're at a distance, they need that social connection. Um, and then hand hygiene and then trying to avoid large gatherings. Those four things, um, we need everyone in the community to be a part of helping us get back to what we need to have for our kids to be learning in the optimum environment and to create the experiences we want for our children. I mean, um, if you think about the fall, if you think about the fall, for a lot of people, there's a lot of anxiety about the fall semester starting just in general, Right. But if you go back to your high school experiences, the fall semester was really um, a lot of fun for you, right? There was a lot of experiences that go into that, right? You've got all the football games, the volleyball games. You've got the marching band. You've got 
pep rallies. You've got welcome back to school dances. You've got people you haven't seen. And um, so those memories and those things that you do, that's what helps develop us socially and emotionally as people. And without those things, um, there's, a, there's a void there. We spend the rest of our lives after high school trying to fill that void. You mentioned one on in August when you're having the little uh, coffee, uh, the coffee chat piece on the what is that on the on the 18th, right? Is that is that right? Wake up Wednesday on the 19th. Yes. On the 19th. Yes. Your wake up Wednesday on the 19th is a perfect example of connection, right? And trying to, you know, get that together again. And so um, that's some of the things that work through that. So um, we've we've been disinfecting schools all summer. There are certain things that you're just doing that are just, you know. Of course you're doing, right? Cleanliness, disinfecting, sanitizing, um, upgrading your air filters to a different different um, um, setting, um, making sure you have PPE for all the teachers, uh, masks, shields, um, hand sanitizers in classrooms, um, signs about washing your hands, building in time in the school day to do that. Um, those are all just kind of givens. Um, we've also purchased um, gators for all the students and the um, and our staff. And a gator is like a you know like the buff that you can you wear around your neck and you pull it up over your over your mouth and nose. They're all logoed up with their with their high school logos, middle school logos, and then Dip ISD for our elementary kids. And so um, you know, it's I think we purchased upwards of forty thousand of those and tried to use a local vendor for that, right, to try to help support. Um, our, our local Denton community. Um, we also purchased uh, 16,000 um, desk shields to put on our elementary desks that are plastic, you know, they're, but they fold up kind of like a, like a menu would fold up. And in, in fact, they're more of a, they're more of the uh, consistency of a menu. You've been in a restaurant where you have a menu that's like in, in clear plastic where they slide things in it and out of sure, it. Yeah. It's like that. It's just, it's just a tri-pane. Uh, yeah. triple panel instead of a, instead of two panels. So um, we have that so that we can, we can have physical distancing in our schools. Um, and then in preparation for all those things, um, our teachers reported this week and um, have really just taken the bull by the horns and are just really working hard to get everything they need in a remote learning, learning environment for at least the first grading period and probably the first semester in the event that we shutter again so that we don't lose any ground. We will be able to um, flip a switch um, overnight and, and kids can be at home or they can be at school. And it's not just if you have to close schools, but it's um, if our teacher tests positive or if a, if a kid tests positive, they have to be at home in quarantine for a period of time, mm -hmm. um, being able for them to continue their learning while they're still enrolled in school. So. Um, I know that's a lot of, a lot of different pieces about starting back to school, but it's, um, it, it, there's just a lot to it. Well, I mean, it sounds like it, it's definitely one, of, especially not knowing who all is going to be at school until right two weeks before. Um, it sounds like you really have to go with that A, B, C, and D kind of option. And so um, I know that all of us in Denton want to thank you and commend you for your leadership. And, and more importantly, the, the, the teachers and the staff, the administrators, the people that are going in right now and working so diligently. I think your story about um, graduation and that pivot is really encouraging because yes, it's, it, it, for students, I imagine it felt 
somewhat like a loss, but then they get to go experience this amazing graduation. And, and it was more of a change and an opportunity and excitement. And so I'm excited to see, you know, what kind of new opportunities do the teachers and, and your administration discover in this time that we're in? Because it's definitely changes, but it doesn't all have to be a loss. And I think you have proven that. And so, um, you know, um, we, we'll we see, right? You'll have to come yeah. back and give us a report of, of some more wins like the graduation. Yeah. You know, Randy, that's a great point. And the, the thing that we have to remember is, um, our students need to learn regardless of what environment we're working in. And we just have to pivot and shift. And that is a heavy lift when, when you have, when you have individuals that, that work to hone their skill and their craft year after year after year, and now you're using a completely different tool, a completely different media. It, it's a challenge. It's not one that they can't, they can't meet, but it's one that takes some time. And um, so when our teachers reported this week, they really had, you know, the, the goals about developing the remote learning platform, learning the health and safety protocols. And then the, the third one, which is just as important as the other two, is connecting with our families. Um, all of our families in the coming, the coming weeks will get a personal contact from their school and from their teacher um, to, to let them know, hey, I'm, I'm Mr. Wilson. I'm teaching your second period biology class. I probably know two days more about what's going on than you do. Um, we're learning together. Um, here's what we know so far. Things could change. I'm here for you if you need me to be. Have a little dialogue and then um, ask some questions about um, do you have a device to learn at home? You know, do you have connectivity and do you have structure? And, and if, um, if they don't have structure, then the other, two, the other two items are really, like I said earlier, are really irrelevant. And so um, those are the kids and, and those situations where we will find a way to get them to school in some form or fashion um, as quickly as possible, right? Because we know who got, who slid off engagement in the spring. We've got a list of those kids that had issues with connectivity or device or structure. Um, and so we're really making sure we, we get and touch them and, and have, have hands-on, so to speak, and have a personal connection. And that's really why we called our our, our virtual learning option for parents, connected learning. We want you connected to your school and your district and to each other uh, because that's how we get everybody back together in a good way. Yeah, I, I, I love kind of going back a little bit to something you said, I love that you kind of honed in on that physical distance because it's something that we've really been similarly, we're trying to build those social connections in whatever way we can, um, you know, and thinking about the opportunity that Randy just mentioned, it's interesting to think these, these kids that are in high school now are graduating, you know, in 2021, thinking about what memories they may be building and how um, this kind of very strange time could potentially be an opportunity. And when they're able to get back into um, the classroom or, I don't even know, a football game. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, I, I, I think that you're dealing with such a complex set of, of problems. And, and we've seen it in families, we've seen it in businesses, we've seen it in schools. The target keeps moving. You're planning for one week and six months at the same time, knowing that at the drop of a hat, everything is going to change. So um, 
I, I, yeah, some, same as Randy, I really thank you for the, for the leadership and all of the um, care that you're taking in making these really important decisions for our community. Well, thank you, Heather. And, and I, I will tell you, um, this would be much more difficult if we weren't in Denton. If we weren't in a place that rallies around each other and understands what it takes to get where we need to go as a community and a group. And we may have all of our different ideology. We may have all different opinions and perspectives. Um, but what usually we rally, we always will rally around is our, is our students. The education is valuable here. Um, we also value music and fine arts and performance. And so whatever it takes for us to get back to that, I have confidence our community will do whatever it takes for that to happen. And I don't know that it's that way everywhere. I know it's that way here. And that's why I feel really confident that we're going to be able to make it, make it all happen and, and make an incredible experience for all of our children as we work through it. And, yeah. you know, our trustees and I, we know the impact of these decisions on our families, on our workplaces, um, on childcare. I mean, you know, our schools are definitely not childcare, but it, you know, our families depend on us to make sure their kids are learning during the day so they can go and, and, and make a living. And we understand that. Um, our teachers most definitely don't want to be called, you know, childcare babysitters, and that's not what they do for sure. Um, but we understand that that's that's a that's a vital piece of making sure kids are in school so that our economy can move on um, and, and work through that. And I will tell you a couple of silver linings while we've been out. Um, our construction at the New Denton High School on Bonnie Bray is continuing. Um, there are 450 workers on that site daily that visit our local Razor Ranch. Um, establishments for breakfast, for lunch, for fuel, for, you know, whatever else happens. Um, Woodrow Wilson Elementary School is getting completely redone and getting a new one. There's 120 workers on that site every day. We bus them back and forth um, from CH Collins so that their cars aren't parked on the streets in our neighborhoods. Um, Strickland Middle School is moving into their new wing so that we can go back in and um, refurbish some older pieces. And so we've got kids in portables and uh, speaking of portables, it's probably a pretty good year to be in a portable, right? Because you can raise the windows and, you know, it's used to be like, I don't want to be in the portable. And I was like, maybe that's not so bad. <laughs> right? um, so those things are happening. Ryan High School's having their Fine Arts Center edition added on. Um, Gower High School has their, their pieces going on. Um, we're working at planning for middle school number nine and our additions at Braswell. So during this time of what school's going to look like, We've really made, some, made up some ground in construction and job creation and uh, other contributions to our community um, while we've been out that um, we probably have been able to save our taxpayers some dollars because we were able to go a little faster, didn't have to work around our students being in school um, a little bit there too. So you have, to, you have to, in this business, you take what you can get when you can get it, and, and we've taken advantage of that. So congrats on that because I know anytime yeah. you're dealing with the word construction and you get to use the word move a little faster, that alone is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that um, your team is, is extremely active on social media and really putting out information to keep people in the know and posted. Is there someone somewhere else that someone could go if they wanted just to, to get connected or, or read more about what's going on or, you know, where can they tap into this semester? So there's, there's, really, there's really one main place. It's our, our school district website at Denton ISD forward slash back to school. Um, in addition to that, um, we have a very, very um, useful YouTube channel 
uh, for Denton ISD where we, we post videos. I've been doing one a week just about for, you know, all summer, really since the pandemic started. Um, and we also are showing what classrooms will look like, what learning will look like, what a day in the life of an online learner will look like. Um, all of those things, what marching band might look like. I mean, there's, you can kind of get a picture, um, you know, through the video that we've been posting in social media. And then also, you know, there's really more specific detailed information on the website, but if you want to kind of get a visual um, of what things might look like, there's that's there. And that's really what the challenge is with the start of this school year is um, if you think about it, every single student we have now and every parent, is a kindergarten student and a kindergarten parent, right? They don't know what school's going to look like. Uh, they don't have any point of reference other than what we did last spring, which is not going to look anything like what we did last spring. So that's, that creates a lot of uncertainty. And when you, when you couple that with the fact that our parents usually have a reference of what school looks like because they went to school, and now they don't have an idea of how to calm their student, it just, it just compounds it all the way around that there's just – uncertain and unknown. So we're trying to put little glimpses of what we think it might look like. Again, you know, our, our crystal ball is as good as the next person and uh, we'll, we'll just keep working to do what we can. Well, thank you so much for sharing those insights. And more importantly, thank you for, to your whole team for going forward in this with such care, like Heather said, but also just innovation and creativity. And, you know, I think that knowing that we have people on the team, on the DISD team, knowing that we have your leadership, they're not just thinking about how we're getting back to school, but they're thinking about the whole person, the whole student, right. and the entire family and, and all those dynamics, like the structure and such. So I think that gives us a lot of hope that although it may look different, um, it, it's, we're, we're, we're Denton and you know we're gonna get through. And so again, thank you so much. And so remind us, Dr. Wilson, what are the four things the that we can four. all be yeah, doing? The big four, right? We've got the big, the big four. four. Wear your face coverings, right? right? Physically distance, hand hygiene, avoid large groups. You got so it. We'll do those gonna... things. If you do those things, we will have Friday night lights. We will have all of our bands marching at halftime. We will, we will take AT&T Stadium by storm again um, with, our, with our local football teams and, and all of the things that we do during the fall. I mean, we'll have our volleyball on Tuesday and Fridays and cross country on Saturday and tennis in between. So uh, we're, we're, we're really looking forward to everybody helping us with those big four things. You got it. That's a very small ask considering everything that you've been doing. We can do the, the big four. No problem at all. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Well, Randy. thank you again for your time. And again, I want to remind you all that on August 19th, we will have the Wake Up Wednesday hosted by the Chamber. Go to denton-chamber.org to learn more about all of the upcoming events. And we are excited to wrap up our first episode of the Denton Insider. Heather, I'm gonna to toss it on over to you. Yeah, thank you again, Dr. Wilson, for being here with us. And we're excited, our next episode, we're going to be chatting with Jason Bodor, who um, works at Jasadi, but he also is um, a, a main part of Denton Main Street Association. So he's going to be talking about ways that Main Street Association has been helping their retail businesses, restaurants, um, kind of storefronts transition um, and pivot online. So he's going to give some tips and talk about some initiatives that they've been taking. So um, tune in next time. See y'all later.
Bye. Thank you. Thanks, guys.